This is Courtney. I want to know why it's so hard to like start a podcast off because it always takes me like five times before I really get my groove. And maybe I'm out of practice because I skipped a week and now it's a little late in the week. And honestly, there's a lot here because I'm going to do weekly astrology times two for June 7th through June 21st and share for these two weeks because they kind of carry the same theme all leading up to one big event, which is summer solstice. And a new moon and solar eclipse. We're right in the middle of our eclipse season. We have three eclipses, so this will be right in the middle. We just had our full moon in Sagittarius lunar eclipse. And then in a few weeks, we will have another lunar eclipse with another full moon. That will be in Capricorn. So we're working here with Sagittarius, Cancer, and Capricorn energies through our eclipse season. Um, Speaking of that, really, I also want to mention that not just are we dealing with like the present eclipse season, but this eclipse season wraps up some of the lessons we have been learning over the past six months since the last eclipse season, and then it sets us up for the six months to come. And so it's a lot, it's a lot, really. Um, So I'm going to kind of be talking about what I feel like we're learning these two weeks, if Anything I can say about this eclipse season is it feels huge to me. There's so much going on in the world, yes, but just the energy, I mean, the energy of the world's heavy and big and revolutionary right now, and it, it's so amazing and also so crazy, and I just think that for me, I can just feel this energy of shift personally and, you know, around me. But for me, after that full moon, the next day, just there is a sense of release. And I had the most insane shifts happen in my life that came naturally. I'm someone who like, you know, I can have an idea and then I kind of know it, but it takes a while for it to like seep into my energy, for it to show up in my life, for me to be able to act on it. You know, I can know something, but it'll maybe take me a while to get there the like Sagittarius in me really yeah gets excited about the idea and goes and learns and stuff. But then the Pisces in me is a little slower to adapt and let it kind of move through me. So this was exciting to have one day where everything just suddenly felt different. And I felt like I could see what was happening and almost the past like didn't matter. It was the most full release I've ever had for a full moon. And I think I owe that to some work I've done, some work people did for me and just for, you know, making the decision to show up for the change. And I think, you know, the world right now has to show up for the changes that are happening. I'm, you know, so happy to see these changes happening with the anti-racist movement. And I was so happy to see people kind of hearing clients, the changes they were making from COVID, the time they had to kind of think about stuff within themselves and what they wanted and coming to their true desires. And now I feel like we're seeing the true desires of like our planet and society. And I think that's coming all up where, you know, there's just this huge shift and we can't hide from it. We need to show up for it, no matter how painful, uncomfortable, you know, growth is uncomfortable and change definitely is. And, you know, And we have to kind of show up for it because it's not like one big thing that happens and then everything's different. Like I'm talking about how I had that day that felt like that. But then what made me think 
is that was so amazing, but I can't just have that experience one day and then expect everything to change. I have to continue to then keep that change in motion. So I have to continue to not just show up for the change, but then show up for the consistency and awareness and consciousness that comes along with the growth after the change. So, you know, we're going through some big changes right now that are going to continue to rock our world and um, continue to hopefully just dismantle and rebuild everything because I think that's what eclipse season does. Eclipse season is kind of can be like destructive. It, it takes it shakes everything up, which when then something's unstable or not sturdy, um, it's not built on solid ground, it falls, you know, because it's like an earthquake. Like it's, you know, it's, it's some natural disaster. Eclipse season is like energetically just coming in and it's a gust of energy calling for change. And so anything that was not working is going to be brought down. And there's a lot of that right now. And in my own life, there was stuff that was more subtle too that needed a shift that I wasn't able to really, I wasn't able to grasp the shift on my own. So I was happy to see that clarity that came with that feeling of like relief and change and release. And so I think then now it's like when it's all, when that leaves, when something's like gone, um, what do you do from there? And so we rebuild. We have to kind of think forward. We have to, yes, be in the present moment. Maybe there's grieving. Maybe there's mourning. Maybe there's protests. Maybe there's, you know, whatever action you're taking, whatever feelings you're feeling, please honor them in the moment and then look forward as to where you're headed and, um, you know, continue to show up every day for yourself and for life and for the world and, you know, I think it's important to take the time for ourselves that we need. So when I say don't hide, you know, like if you're having a day that you need to hide, take that day and then refill back up, you know, recover, get your energy back and then continue forward and find what works for you. Just as I'm talking about listening to the voices that kind of finding a voices that work for you, whether it's in astrology or activism or whatever out there in the world, um, find the people that speak to you and and listen and learn. But, you know, go through and listen to other ones too. You know, don't just listen to what you can relate to. Listen to the other people speaking about what you care about. Um, and you'll learn from that. You'll learn from getting outside of your box. So... By saying that, I just wanted to kind of inspire you to be willing to, yeah, like not just hide, but then go and seek new knowledge and also be willing to find your place. So, you know, don't feel bad for, don't feel bad if like protesting or anything that's going on, you know, isn't for you. But if you do care about that, which I hope you do, and please stop listening if you don't, um, I, I really think that you, you got to find the way that works for your life. Like anything, you know, at the beginning of COVID, I talked a lot about how like, don't feel pressured to be someone who's being really productive or, you know, getting all those projects done or learning a new skill or new language or whatever, like all that pressure. We had all that pressure to take on new things and fill our time with something. And now we have all this pressure to show up for this movement and, 
I'm glad. I'm glad that pressure is on, but I want you to still, again, check in with yourself and your authenticity and find what works for you because we all can be of service in some way. So find the way that you can be of service and do that. You know, we still have to honor ourselves while being a part of a community. And that kind of leads me into my theme I'm talking about for these two weeks, because there's a lot of different aspects and transits and energies going on that is really about us learning how to be an individual in a whole. And that can be in our relationship, in our community, in the world, in society, um, whatever it is, how to be our own self and also be connected to others. There's a lot of aspects that might kind of tune us into our individuality and maybe some of our like feelings of loneliness. Um, While we're craving connection and we want to bridge those gaps and, you know, have social bonds. And so there's this weird dynamic. And that's one thing that I think is interesting in eclipse season is it's kind of messy. And so a lot gets brought up. And so there's, you know, varying polarities that come up. And I feel like I talk about polarities a lot of like seeing the other side and how we can make things complement each other. And I think this is one way that we can kind of work with two different feelings and how to have those exist in ourselves because, you know, we can feel kind of alone in a relationship, even though we're with that other person, we can feel in community, but not know how to stand up or stand out or be an individual. Um, We can feel confused as to how to support a community that's not ours, you know? I'm seeing so many different things um, that people are experiencing with that. So let's dig in. That is like a long rant for me, but I hope I I said something productive in there. (laughs) Um, All right, these two weeks, yeah, they carry a theme, so I'm happy to share them together. And really the theme is, is kind of parenting or mothering or nurturing. Really it's caring, caring for ourselves and for others. It's like highlighting the expansive and complicated nature of this, of learning how to do this. And these two weeks lead us up to summer solstice. It's the end of our spring season. How crazy is that? And so the sun's going to move into Cancer. We'll have a solar eclipse and new moon in Cancer. And Cancer is just such a nurturing and motherly sign. So I think that's how I'm really seeing some of the things that these aspects and um, transits are like bringing up and how it's kind of leading us to this big moment of thinking about that idea of nurturing and being nurtured. So on June 8th, the moon was conjunct Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn. And these three planets are so close to each other. So every aspect that's like going past one of them is going to hit all of them. And it's just providing these layered lessons for us all because these are you know, planets serve us in different ways, you know, Saturn and Jupiter are almost opposing in some ways, like Saturn shows us our limits, Jupiter shows us like expansion, and Pluto is just transformation. And I think you need both Jupiter and Saturn to have real transformation. So I like the layering of this because it is those two polarities getting us to the same goal. And so 
the moon conjuncts Saturn. That's one of those things that can make us feel more alone. You know, Saturn can bring us into reality, can sometimes make us feel a little lonely. But Jupiter here, you know, with the conjunction of the moon makes us want to reach out beyond ourselves, you know, get to maybe meet new people and gain new ideas, maybe feel a little social. So um, the moon conjunct Pluto, it wants us to look within. So this is where I'm thinking, you know, we're kind of looking outside of ourselves while also looking inside of ourselves. And so maybe it's good to take that feeling of aloneness and just let yourself be. Take a moment alone to think before you go back out there in the group. Try to look outside of yourself and within yourself and think of where you're at. And so the moon brings this sense of care to the table. It always wants us to tap into our feelings. So right now I think it's asking the questions like, how does it feel to be with yourself while also acknowledging the world around you? How do you use your surroundings as a reflection? What are you reflecting to your surroundings? And what can you learn from your external experience to elevate your internal world? On June 9th, the moon is square Uranus, which is in Taurus, and trine Venus, which is in Gemini and still retrograde. Um, it'll be a similar theme, but different dynamics. Two days later, on June 11th, the moon square Venus and sextile Uranus. So they kind of swap energies there a little bit. But So we're going to have strong Venus and Uranus vibes that week, um, or I guess those few days. So I believe these two planets are really calling us to revolutionize our home, like literally, figuratively, inside, outside. So like our internal home, our inside ourselves, and then our external home. So like our little home we live in, and then our home is in the planet Earth that we all reside on. So this has me just thinking about how can you revolutionize that, you know, and so I was thinking if you want to feel or think a certain way, you have to surround yourself with that feeling. If you want to create a feeling or a new thought pattern, you have to change your surroundings to inspire that. So think about what you can change within yourself, um, what that home looks like inside yourself and how you can shift that. Maybe there's things in your actual home. Maybe you're having conversations with your partner and your children or your family about what's going on in the world, about what you care about, um, and then getting out in the world and sharing your voice and other people's voices and listening too. So I think there's a lot of shifting um, in, in that home area here and really trying to yeah, just notice how our surroundings affect us and how we affect our surroundings because people, places, and ideas, like it all affects you. So take the moment to think about what are you closest to right now? Where do you spend the most time? Examine your home and then broaden into your community. Like I'm saying, start within yourself and then get bigger. And just think about what do you want it to look like? Like who do you want to be around? What ideas and mindset and beliefs do they represent? Um, what does your foundation, home, and surroundings show about you? What do you represent? So the moon square Uranus will bring forth what stands in your way of feeling and thinking and experiencing what you want. And the sextile will get you excited to do something about it. So kind of go within and examine and then see what actions you can take to change what's your, your surroundings. Um, as you put more care into your immediate world, you will begin to care for it even more. So remember to care and not control. You know, we start putting all the energy in and then we we start caring more and then we might 
you know, there's some placements here with Venus and the moon right now that like could make us a little possessive or obsessive. And so just remember those people, places, and ideas, you affect them, but you cannot possess them. So take that feeling if you're feeling it and translate it into a desire to like protect, you know, the positive, more positive side of that is we can kind of get protective of what we're creating. And we can also get protective of our beliefs and values and desires. And so be, be strong and put them out there, you know, go stand up for the, for what you care about. Um, the sun is square Neptune on June 11th as well. And that's reminding us to release expectations. So just like we're letting go of, you know, kind of maybe protecting but not being possessive. We're in the process of creating change. So you have to have ideals, but make sure to like live in the reality that exists before you. Try to be present, try to be patient, and just know that there's many steps on the journey of getting where you want to go. Change takes time. Really, it's a forever journey, like we're talking about, the like constant consciousness. And so remember to, as you, you know, have those ideals to not create too big of expectations, you know, just kind of be in the process and watch how it grows over time and all this energy and care you want to give it, what, you know, you'll see, you'll see that starting to grow and create change. So continue to just be present, be in your reality, and do what you can day by day. Revolutionizing your home, personal life, and surroundings should include changing your daily habits as well. So make this huge shift, not just one big act, but a beginning of constant consciousness, just that regular daily awareness, how you think, what you do, what you say, what you share, um, how you show up. On June 13th, the last quarter moon is in Pisces, while Mars is conjunct Neptune, which can inspire us to take action on our vision. But with this, we may not feel quite up to the challenge. You know, in our forever journey towards change, you know, there's going to be moments when you get tired and even drained. It may feel like you'll never get there. So just try to not get discouraged, honor where you're at, rest, recover, then get creative as to how you will continue on. You know, remember life comes in cycles and with the lunar cycle, the last quarter moon is the last push. It's our chance to finish any unfinished business of this cycle. We can release anything we feel is still holding us back. We can put final touches on plans of how we want to move forward. And really this moment just calls us to evaluate where we're at in the present moment while acknowledging where we've been and with respect to where we're headed. And so I think we're kind of, you know, having this period of almost reparenting. We're unconditioning ourselves of what we've been told and taught, what we've been shown and what we've been given. It's no longer a time to just lean on what we know. It's been pulled out from us under, like out from under us anyways. And thankfully, but wow, okay, you know, it's good because we, we need to rebuild the foundation. We need to rewrite the stories. That's where I'm talking about things kind of shifting so big that we have to make a change. Um, and so it's time we take charge in what we want to see in our lives in this world. You know, if we just let everything kind of fall apart and we don't do anything about it, we aren't going to see the changes we want. So this is, like I keep saying, we have to show up. We're being forced to find and create a new way. And we're coming from a time that tapped us into our independence. You know, it left us alone with ourselves to deepen our connection within, to discover our true desires, you know, and that's 
you know, COVID kind of did that. And, and that was, that was a bonus of that to me. And now we're craving connection, not only because we're happy to be moving forward where we can do more things and things are opening up in Pennsylvania. We're moving into the green phase, but you know, we're not just craving connection there. We're craving connection with the world. We're craving connection with other people. You know, we're seeing this giant anti-racist movement, Black Lives Matter. And so we're being called to have compassion for the world, to bridge understanding for the experience of others, to stand up for the rights of those who have not received even the most basic human decencies. So, you know, we were, we were being asked to kind of look at our own needs and now we're really strongly being asked to look at the needs of others. And so there is a level of like nurturing we all need, like just in general in our relationships and community. And so we're being called to learn how to give that to ourselves and, or, and now we're like learning how we can give it to others or maybe not how we can always give it to others, but maybe pave the way for everyone just everyone to have that nurturing and that care and kindness and respect and love. You know, it's important. This is, this is one thing I think is going to be important for us to know how to be an individual and a collective. So we have to acknowledge that we know what's best for ourselves, but that we don't know what's best for others. So this is why it's important to listen, important to learn from you yourself, like from within and from your surrounding, from what's around you, from other people, from people that aren't you regularly around you. Go out there and learn other stuff. And through that, you know, remember to just take responsibility for yourself and hold yourself accountable. You know, um, we can't wait for someone else to do it for you. You know, you can't wait for someone to change you or tell you how to change. You just got to go and change yourself. And just like you can't wait for someone else to care for you or show you how to care. You have to step in and do the caring. So we must step up like all of our caring, not just for ourselves, but for the world right now. So we have to kind of learn how to be selfless while also taking care of ourselves, you know, and this is the dynamic of the parent. This is that reparenting. I'm, you know, I know that's used in psychology probably in a totally different way, but it's kind of what keeps coming to me with the nurturing mother cancer and all of these things that we're being shown about kind of feeling alone, but wanting connection is this, you know, time, it's time to step up and stand on your own two feet and kind of become your own parent because we're having to kind of learn how to parent ourselves and then have care like a parent for those around us, not control. You know, when I say parent, this is the other level that keeps coming to me about parenting is like, you, you, we all know those parenting that parents that like wanted control and wanted to, you know, decide exactly what things were going to look like for their kid and wanted to know everything they were doing. And and you can translate that to a relationship, any type of relationship, you know, where someone's kind of, they care about the person so much, they want them to be safe, they want to protect them, but then that kind of goes into that possessiveness or that control. And so this is where, how can we be an individual, give ourselves the care we need, um, while also caring for others, but letting them also learn how to give themselves their own care. So this is where, yeah, this idea was like hard to write about, hard to figure out how to say exactly what I'm feeling, because I think it's about this kind of, well, really it's a cycle of like giving and receiving. It's that exchange that strengthens the bonds of relationships and communities and the world. And so there's this balance that takes time to discover 
And it's important to note that it like won't always be perfect, but it must always be in flow. Like sometimes you're going to give more, sometimes you're going to receive more. So just be sure to not be a taker, but always take your turn to give. And so this is that kind of also, I think one of the, as we're acknowledging our self and acknowledging our place in the world and who we are and caring about the world while also having learned to care about ourselves. These two ideas that just keep coming to me. I think, you know, there's this giving and receiving that's really, you know, how we can find a tangible way to use that. So we got to keep the flow moving, kind of trying to find that balance, even though knowing that balance is never going to be perfect. You know, sometimes we do have to be the person that gives more and we just need to make sure that then we're also receiving as well. And so, Right now, I feel like white people are being called to give more. And that's so, so important. We have been taking for so long and in ways that most people didn't even know. And I think that's important. It's being called to called to the surface. And I think that's where a lot of this is coming out from under the surface. As we first looked towards ourselves, there's all this stuff rising up to the surface. And now we're on the surface and we're having to extend outside of ourselves and look outside of ourselves. So we're not only dealing with our own emotions and our own feelings and our own needs and desires, but like that of the world and other people. And so I just think getting in tune with kind of this giving and receiving within ourselves and then giving and receiving within relationships, giving and receiving in society and community in the world, you know, when, when that's in flow, that's how we maintain sustainable energy. So that's how we continue to move forward. You know, I was saying with the last quarter moon, like we can be feeling a little drained. And so it's important to really think about how you do maintain sustainable energy and how you do um, exist in this place of trying to do both care for yourself and care for others. Um, so moving on to the, to the second week, we also begin this week with a meeting of the moon and Pluto, Jupiter and Saturn. And this is, this time is, it's in a square aspect, which causes a little more challenges than the conjunctions that were last week. These will occur June 14th through 16th, which, also include the moon square mercury so that i think that's really calling you to share what you're going through what you're learning um to talk about your experience your personal experience and shared experience the experience of the world that um these squares will call you to stand in the discomfort of feeling alone while trying to bridge connection you get again that just keeps coming up for me the moon square saturn um makes your limits all the more noticeable. But Jupiter wants you to see the big picture and Pluto really wants you to see how you fit into that big picture. Mercury's, you know, there to encourage you to step out of subjectivity and not rely on your emotions and just to help you find your place and find how you fit in. So you can honor how you feel while also taking ownership for like your mental space and what you do about it really. Don't feel discouraged if you're like a little lost at the thought of what to do right now, you know, when you're around that time, you know, we're talking about the beginning of June 14th, June 15th, 16th, 17th, because then dun, 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 on June 18th, Mercury stations retrograde. And so that can cause confusion and disruption. And we're already in eclipse season, which is already providing that for us. So... Be sure to pause, take note, you know, Mercury's moving through cancer, which can make us want to hide in our shell, especially if we're feeling attacked, triggered, unloved. 
So try to resist the urge to do so completely. Find ways to give yourself what you need. And then also, you know, cancer has me so much thinking about roots. And so check in where those needs come from and examine where you learned about love and caring. As Venus is still in retrograde, we're being called to like look at our values and rearrange what we care about. So I think Mercury and specifically Mercury retrograde is going to add to that lesson. It's going to, I think it's going to like, I put it as like, we're going to show, it's going to show us those keystones, like the pieces of the bridge that hold the bridge together and join the two sides. And so I think that's going to be important kind of, you know, seeing how to, how values and foundation and our core holds things together. And so like we're talking, I'm talking about things falling apart. Like if it's not sturdy um, or solid, it will fall apart. So we can go in and fix that at any time. Remember that no matter what you've been taught or told or given in this lifetime, like you have a say in it. You have a say in what you believe, how you show up, what you do, despite your family, despite your friends, despite your workplace. You have the choice to show up. Um, so, you know, I think these retrogrades really are going to dismantle so that we can rebuild um, Mercury retrogrades not a time to make big decisions. And this week in general, I think I would normally say is not a time to go too deep, but with all that's going on in the world, I think that's going to be hard to do. So just take it slow, do it with care, be practical, be compassionate, be patient. On June 18th, Mars is sextile Pluto and on June 20th, it is sextile Jupiter. So you may feel inspired and possibly even really clear, maybe even like feeling like just roads are opening up for you. But of course, because of retrograde season, that's a big baby. But if that is happening for you and you choose to take action on moving forward in any way with anything, just be willing to be flexible and make sure to check in with your intentions. Make sure you're not just like moving forward because you think you should, or you have to, or because your ego is telling you to, or because you're going to feel like not enough if you don't, you know, just check in with your intentions and your why, if you are going to make forward. But really, I recommend that like you use this energy and information to kind of take like pre-steps, like work on planning, work on prep. Um, I kind of compared it to pregnancy. So like, let it grow within you before you're going to give birth to it. So whatever you're working towards, just maybe like keep it to yourself and do some examining, thinking, planning, prepping, and just think about what you may gain by waiting, you know, more perspective, more knowledge. I think time can do us a lot of good if we take advantage of what we got and what we're given. Oof. And then well, I shouldn't say oof. I love I love summer season so much. Um, and summer solstice is it's arriving as that sun moves into Cancer, and the new moon and solar eclipse are in this sign of the crab. And so we've already been playing with all the Cancer vibes so heavily. And so I want you to take a moment away from the heaviness, if you can, and just celebrate the arrival of this season. Summer is full of joy and wants us to experience life and you know, watch growth and change. So just really take a moment to celebrate all the changes you've been going through, all the changes that are happening in the world and try to find a moment of joy. Um, On June 20th, the new moon and the eclipse. Set intentions around the themes of what you've been building, you know, around what we've been talking about for these two weeks. 
as you do, take the time to look at your roots, shine a light on the buried pieces, like get in the dirt, uproot the ones that are unjust and unloving, rework that foundation and plant seeds of compassion and understanding. Water what you want to see grow, give it nutrients, pull the weeds and really just tend to what needs tending to during summer season, you're going to watch what you planted in spring flourish. So check in with what that was and what you want to see grow. On June 21st for summer solstice, we're called to celebrate the light and also celebrate the darkness. And so I just encourage you to celebrate the whole, all of us, all of you, like radiate all of your being and do so for good. Take this time to honor the work you have done this year and consider what is still left to be done or undone. Summer season calls us to find pleasure, seek bliss, and enjoy the life we have while getting, you know, getting into the growth that's happening and excited about the harvest to come. And oof, it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a wild ride, guys. So let's just with that being said to work on clearing paths for everyone to feel the freedom of this feeling, to feel joy and bliss and excitement for life and pleasure and just, you know, be able to live. All right. Cheers. I can't believe I did that in that short amount of time. I really, I did a good job. I think it's sticking to what I was trying to say. Um, I appreciate you bearing with me through my thoughts and feelings and stumbling words and trying to find the right things to say right now um, and trying to share wisdom and knowledge that's being given to me that I want to pass on to you. And I hope it's helpful. Um, please follow along at Instagram at Sojourn and Align. Check out my website if you want to read this written. Um, it's at sojournandalign.com. I've also been working on a tarot blog. There's all kinds of fun stuff happening. Um, I'm excited about my Align with the Season summer box coming out. It's a fun one. So get in touch. Check it out. Um, reach out if you need anything, have any questions, or want to work with me. All right, babes. Have a great couple weeks.